KXNO. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon. KXNO gets back to local programming for the remainder of the day. It's Miller and Condon from 11 to 1. Thanks for giving us uh, some of your time here uh, during the next couple of hours. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. At the bottom of the hour, we'll start things off with Iowa State conversation. Alec Bussey covers the team for CycloneAlert.com. We will have him join us, get the latest on that preview, a little bit of Oklahoma coming up this Saturday night. But to go back in the Oklahoma State game, a win that Iowa State really needed to have and was able to get that job done. We'll get to that in just a second. Alec Bussey coming up at the bottom of the hour. Bama Bob Trent and I will go around college football to kick off our number two. And then Scott Dockerman, who's back from Happy Valley, he will join us at 1230. Mr. Monday Night makes an appearance, the final double dip. I believe it's the final double dip of the season. Uh, those games will be on Mr. Monday Night's card coming up here at about 10 minutes before 1 o'clock. Busy weekend in the NFL. We'll touch on it, I'm guessing, at some point, uh, maybe in the first hour of the show. But the two needle movers are up first, Iowa and Iowa State in some order. How are you, sir? I'm not too bad. How was the weekend? Watching your Broncos get close. Yeah, wasn't that something? 70, 70 points. It's, it's unthinkable. It really is. It really is. And um, Mike McDaniel... Um, showed a little compassion at the end instead of setting an all-time record and kicking the field goal, which I'm sure would have been good mm-hmm. uh, to tie that 73-point uh, record. They decided, you know what, so we'll just end it right here. Uh, Denver quit. Uh, Sean Payton, who ridiculed all of the coaches during the offseason, the former coaches during the offseason, be careful uh, because <laughs> that man in the mirror has got to be a little tough to look at this morning. Um, yeah, that that was brutal. The way the Vikings lost yesterday was absolutely atrocious. The interception going right through the kids' hands. Um, oh, what a, what a wonderful weekend. Survivor knocking out, what, 3,500 more this weekend. Just amazing contest, Trent. So difficult. We're out. We're out. Baltimore. So you had two entries left of your four. Jags in Baltimore, and both of them went down in flames, and uh, the Cowboys took a lot of folks out with them. It's a great contest. It's incredibly difficult, and we have yet to get out of week three doing this for two years. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. It's tough. I got to October last year with my one entry, knocked out in week one knocked this year. Knocked out in week one it, this year. It is incredibly difficult. Yeah. It seems so easy. It does. It seems so simple. Right. And it just isn't, and that's what the NFL delivers for us week after week. And yeah. We'll obviously deep dive as we always do on Tuesday sure. on the NFL, but a little time at the end of the first hour, we'll get a little deeper into the NFL. So let's do the good before the bad is how we handled it last week, and right, obviously the bad was Happy Valley and Iowa. So let's let's get to Iowa State, who had a, I thought a, um, I don't want to call it a must win because I'm not sure that there's going to be any payout at the end of the season. Um, and what I mean by that, if there's going to be a postseason opportunity for Iowa State, but I think it's, you know, it's about seeing these this this uh, youth on the team take some steps uh, forward as, as Campbell, you know, tries to build the program um, back to what it was, and it, it had some high moments. I mean, it, it did. They still didn't win that ten games that's uh, out there, nine games, but. Um, you know, maybe they'll get to that at some year. But a couple of things. And first and foremost, you have to start with the kid under center in the mm-hmm. shotgun. And that's Rocco Beck, who we both thought last week was 
we saw some things that made us believe that, you know what, there's something there to work with, and we saw another step forward this week. And they let the kid throw the ball down the field, and they were rewarded. I thought Rocco Beck was really good again. Quarterback's not the issue. It's not, is it? And how about the coaching staff understanding this team can't run the football? They can't. Yeah, you know, they they kept trying. They kept trying. Eli and- Sanders got a little bit, uh, did a little bit of good. You know, I mean, and that was all in his talent. I mean, he's bouncing it out when <laughs> right. it's not there. Yeah. Uh, to his credit, they still can't run the football. They no. the pass pro is good. Mm-hmm. Um, Cartavius Norton, we'll we'll see about his injury. Uh, Campbell seemed to downplay it after the game, which means he's probably out for the year. Um, but we'll we'll we're see. Used to that, right? Yeah, we're used to that with him. Uh, a lot of positives. Jalen Noel played as you know what off. He, he did. That was his Had best. Another drop in there. But his best game by by a long shot, Trent. Mm-hmm. I mean, by a long ways this year. And of course, he was last running week, open. Oh my God! Last week he couldn't play because of the food poisoning, but he came back in. Wasn't was food really poisoning? Good. Campbell was? said that. No. Oh, he did. Yeah. He said so the, was, so was the a... broadcast was incorrect. Correct. Yeah. He said, "I don't know where that came from. It was not food poisoning." He said that. I think it was Tuesday last week. Really? Yeah. He said that was not the case. It was. Well, why does why did they start the broadcast with six members of Iowa State have come down with food poisoning? I mean, they just don't make that up. He Somebody said, had to tell. And them Campbell that. said, "I don't know where that came from." He said exactly that. But he said we had a flu bug that was going through the whole building. There were six guys that maybe that was more significant the morning of the game, including Noel. Huh. But yeah, isn't it crazy how it those really things happen? Is. Now, if it would have happened this week and something like that would have happened, it would have made sense because, well, God forbid, guy get on a plane and get to Ames, right? Yeah, to broadcast a game. Yeah, on FS1. Yeah, that was. Um, I guess the pandemic showed us or showed networks it could be done. It can be done, not well. No, I agree. I agree. It was. Um, it's disappointing. It's disappointing because that's a pretty good broadcast team. Yeah, Petro's fine. Yeah, I like Petro's. Yeah. It's got a different voice, a he unique does. voice. It's going to stick with you. Um, Contreras, the kicker, give him credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and I know the first his first miss, the timing was thrown off on a bad snap. I remember that one. I don't recall the second. You know, of his misses being a bad snap situation. I'm not saying it was. I just don't recall it. I do recall the first one. Now, this weekend, he was really good again. Defense was really good. There was a couple of guys I thought that stood out. 88 and 89. I can't say either of their names. The the left defensive end. They're both defensive ends. They're both... Uh, one's a redshirt freshman, Wazugu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was really good. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, and 89... Um, no, Jones. Jones. Jo- who's the walk-on. Is he the yeah. walk-on? Yeah, Trent Jones, right? Yes, Trent yeah. Jones. Yeah, he's a walk-on. Trent, he makes plays. Yes. So does 88. Yes. Uh, both of those guys do. Frailer was Frailer. Dropped in an interception, came back and got one. Ben Nickel, who gave up a play on the sidelines. Chased him down. 71 yards later, there he is, huffing and puffing and making a play, Trent. The angle wasn't great, but no. then to chase him down. Yes. Now, Alan Bowman ran it in the next play. Yeah, I, it was, it was shortly play. thereafter. Yeah. But you know what? To his credit... Mm-hmm. Um, that's that can that's hustle, and this is a kid who was a walk on. Yeah, absolutely, was it? Did he get it prior to the season or after week one? Early, I mean, mm-hmm. just recently, uh, he was put on scholarship. So well done, Ben Nickel, uh, and that flowing head of hair that you own. <laughs> um, good for you. And Rocco Beck again, phenomenal, really, really good. Can't run block to save their life. Kicking game was good. Receivers were good. Um, 
Not a lot of nits to pick on Iowa State this weekend, Trent. It was really good to see fan base, despite being warned all day long that the weather's going to be brutal, mm-hmm. to take all the necessary precautions, blah, blah, blah. That scare them away, not even us. Well, maybe a soul. Right. But you get my point. Jack Trice looked terrific and, for the most part, pretty damn full. The guy with the hot dog suit made it. Yes, he did. Got Talking little, to the cops. Talking to the cops. <laughs> and that uh, took on a life of its own afterwards as somebody asked, what what the cop was saying to him. Um, and I saw a tweet from him. From, yeah, it's from the kid, the hot yes, dog dude. From yeah. the hot dog guy. He was asking about he was asking about his hot dog costume. Apparently, the cop was so uh, that that was good. But now, look, I don't know where it's headed. I know they're headed to Norman this weekend. Mm-hmm. Is what a three touchdown underdog somewhere in that vicinity? I think. Right in that range, yeah. Um, Oklahoma was in a real fight against Cincinnati. I watched most of that game. We still don't know this Oklahoma team, right? I don't think so, Trent. That's my that's my point where I'm thinking, you know what, that's a lot of points. That is a lot of points. They went with the air raid. They, mm-hmm. In fact, there was a tweet that they sent out that said air raid and had some of their numbers by it with a couple of the guys on there. Yeah. And that's where you go into, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, we mm-hmm. just don't know. Their first road trip to Cincinnati, a Cincinnati team coming off a loss to Miami of Ohio. Right. And they struggled. Yes, It they was did. not the high-flying nope. team that we anticipated. Nope. This this is a winnable game. I think this is a winnable game. Don't know if I can go there with you. I think that they will keep it snug. Look, they've gone there before and won recently. Yeah. When with it a team with like, a lot more question marks. Right. But it didn't look like oh. it was going to be a winnable game. One more guy I want to put. Uh, Tashawn James, number 19. Young uh, young defensive back. Thought he yeah, was quarterback, really good. Yeah. Thought he was really good. Uh, made a note to... Um, Put a couple of the clapping emojis beside his name <laughs> in my notes. I thought he had a had a good game, but um, getting Vaughn back out there too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, statist- statistically wasn't great. It was Caleb Bacon, and then again. Caleb Bacon again. Um, and and Vaughn had to uh, late in the game. He was on the uh, Oklahoma State sideline. He got hurt and kind of limped off, but under his own power. So we'll we'll see if he's able to get out there. But yeah, Caleb Bacon. Um, what a game he had, mm-hmm. and apparently. Uh, Bloom tweeted this out this morning that there's going to be an NIL announcement with Iowa Pork. Oh, that's great. And the speculation has to do with Hammond uh-huh. as part of the team and Bacon. We'll see. And you know damn well that Pollard's got his people working trying to find another pork producer so they can cut the grass and take oh, half right. of that money oh, away right. from the student athletes because after all the $40 million that they put in the bank the hell with paying the players. Uh, we got to build up our coffers and that seems to be the way Pollard handles his business. Um, we'll see. We're going to have Brent Bloom on this week. He won't say that. I will, and I'll let him respond. I know he won't because he's a professional. <laughs> You're professional, too. In some respects. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the beer just bothers It you. bothers the hell out of me, Trent. It, 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 I... I can't get there. Yeah. I can't get to the Here's your check there. for $47 this month. Oh, God. Um, anyways. Um, yeah, drank some of that swarm beer that they brought in over the weekend. Yeah. Well, they didn't bring it over the weekend. Brought it in when they were here last week. It's, um, it's good. You can tell why it's going to do very well, uh, the folks over there at Exile. All right, let's get to Iowa because this was not good. Oh, boy. Um, but the crazy part is, the crazy part is, the fumble... Mm-hmm. In the red zone, game changer. It was. What? It's too early in the game to say it's a game changer, but is it? Because it changed the game. It did. Iowa gets a score up there, even a field goal. Uh huh. Up three nothing, changes the complexion. Yeah. Iowa had seemingly everything go wrong in the first half. There. Well, the punt in the into the, the punt in the, the alpha back. kid with the alphabet on his back, thirty five. Yeah, Dean Freitas. They for Dean Fernandez. He yeah. 
And Dejean's hollering to get out of the way. But yeah, but still. I, yeah. It happens, right? Right. Yep. At every it, level. It happens. Mm-hmm. You're down 10 nothing. You played about as poorly as you can. Mm-hmm. You had calls that were not going your way. Nope. It was one of those days. And yet Penn State was letting them hang around. Mm-hmm. And you go into the halftime locker room, and it had the feeling of a fair and special. We're getting outplayed. Yeah. But they're the better team. There's but the no scoreboard doubt. doesn't show that it's but, impossible. And it's 10 nothing. Yes, I agree. And Penn State comes out and marches right down yep. the field. Yep. 15 plays, 75 yards, and it's over. Because mm-hmm. this offense is not coming back from a three-score deficit. Nope, There's no way. None. none. And then it goes from bad to worse. And you were absolutely manhandled. Some of the numbers between the second and third quarters of this football game, mm-hmm. after what we've talked about before, after you get through scripted place, yep. the things that you work on throughout the course of the week, Brian Ferris doesn't have a clue. Mm-mm. He doesn't know how to call football. He Wait. is not a coordinator. He does not know how yep. to set up an offense. I, I don't disagree. Um, their, their wide receivers are, it's been an issue for the last few years. Um, and, and even Danielson brought it up in the, in, in the broadcast late in the game. He said, look, the quarterback, the, the wide receivers are doing nothing to, to put stress on the cornerbacks of Penn State, meaning they're not getting separation. They don't have a route tree that works. They just don't, do they? It is a broken offense. And now mm-hmm. for the third consecutive year, we heard, all right, we're going to reevaluate. And they do nothing. No. Kirk Ferris continues to lie. Lie. Because they don't do anything. They don't. Well, It's it, the same garbage year yeah. after year after mm-hmm. year because his idiot son doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It is very simple. It's the same garbage year after year after year. They do not have a route concept that works with what they're trying to do. The only answer that they have, they throw it to a tight end. Yep. That's all they have. Yeah. There is nothing else that they can scheme up. You think Seth Anderson played at Iowa State? Seth Anderson plays to K-State that he has seven catches on No, the come on. Seth Anderson's a decent wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. Can't get the ball in this offense. No, none of them can. Nobody can get the football. Yeah. And it's gone from bad to worse, and they have uh-huh. continued. They doubled down, and then they tripled down, and now they quadrupled down. And they went broke, and they've gone broke, mm-hmm. and they've gone broke. And they're mm-hmm. going broke again. Yet, four games in, Iowa State, after three games, they said, we need to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Nope. And Kirk they put said the ball in the, the air. For, nope. Saturday night. Well, we, we have 12 games. We have 12 of these. Yeah. You don't need 12 games to see that your son's an idiot. He is a bad coordinator. He's had seven and a third years now. And if it takes you that long to figure it out, I don't know what you're seeing. That's why nepotism rules are in place, because you can't see behind your little boy over there. Strength, he, he doesn't survive at any other Power 5 conference. He, he, does, five he wouldn't have survived the no, first five years. No, I'm saying he would have been long gone. You're long gone. Long gone. I totally agree with you uh, that, that Brian Farron, and he shouldn't be there. I just don't want, so what are we headed towards? Here's the thing. I was going to win the Big Ten. Nah, but Wisconsin's better. I watched Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin will beat Iowa. But if they don't, I was going to win the West. Mm-hmm. And I will win the West. Why do we have to change anything? Well, We're course. in Indianapolis playing for yes. a championship. That's the way it is every single year because the Big Ten West is so god-awful. Iowa just has to be mediocre and win eight or nine games, mm-hmm. sometimes ten. And if they were in any other league or division, uh, that, that wouldn't be the case. But you know what? Eight, nine, ten wins. What more do you want, right? Why do we have to make any changes? And it's the same old, same old, same old. Double. Triple, quadruple down. It it's is. the same thing every single time. No chance of reflection. Do you have a message to the fans? Brian said no. No. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't have to. No, he doesn't have. There's no accountability. Mm-hmm. There is none. 
When your offensive coordinator has no accountability, when your head coach has no accountability, and who is the adult that's going to stand up to Kirk? Is Phil Parker able to do that? Is no, LeVar Woods? No, no, nobody is. Nobody is, because he is the king. Yes. And he has set it up in a way mm-hmm. where he has to answer to nobody. We knew that, obviously, his old athletic director did whatever he wanted, mm-hmm. right? There was no accountability there. They put in this ridiculous clause, yep. Brian Ferentz answering to the athletic director. Do you think they're really breaking down tape together? <laughs> I mean, they're, all right, what are you going to do? What are you going to change? That, that, mo- that, mo- uh, that Monday meeting, that right. every, every weekly meeting when Brian goes to meet with the boss? No, uh-huh. he's not walking into Bart's office. Of course not. Or gets his office. It's no. not happening. There's no accountability. Uh-uh. And that's what you're left with. And this is, And the gap continues to grow. And it was fun when Iowa would win eight, nine, ten games. And they'd have a chance. And they could come up with. Mm-hmm. But what we've seen over the last four games now against the Elite is they that gap has grown yes. so much. 31 nothing. The yeah. Big Ten Championship game, 41-3. to I think there was a final on that one. Last year, was, Ohio State, 54-10. to Last year against Michigan, Iowa scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter to make it somewhat respectable. But it was still, what, 27-14? They're not close. Mm-mm. The gap between Iowa and the Elite, that was small. That they could win those football games. It's not there anymore. That gap has grown so much, and it's because of the ineptitude of the boy. That is where mm-hmm. we are today. He doesn't know what he's doing. But the good news is Northwestern, <laughs> right. Minnesota, Purdue, <laughs> Illinois, Nebraska. That's a pretty good schedule. You can set it up a <laughs> Right. Here's the thing. It's coming to an end. It is. The exposure is going to be on full display next year. And now you substitute a game against Purdue with a road trip to Washington. Good luck. By the way... Why, why is Washington seemingly overlooked? What does this team need to do to be... Do you know what they are to win the national championship? Oh, 15 to 1? 30 to 1. Whoa. I don't know. What are they doing wrong? They're blowing everybody out. They're dominating. They're dominating games, Trent. And you look at the schedule. Michigan State, obviously a disappointment. Cal's not yeah. very good. No. I guess that's the reason behind Maybe. it until they get those signature ones. But yeah. That's what I was And they're in state brethren, Washington State. How about that story that's being written? A huge one, too. Oh, my God. And that's what's coming. Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA. No Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota, Mm -hmm. Northwestern. Not eight of them Uh -uh. every single year. Yeah, you'll get a couple of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, but it's about to um, you know there'll be the, the, that the Big Ten West safety net is about to be yanked away from you and taken away from you. So, but we'll evaluate after the year. We'll evaluate after the and year. Do nothing. Did did well? I'm not so sure because well, we'll save that for another day. <laughs> what about Cooper DeGene? Did you notice b- body language for him late in the game? And I'm not a real believer in it necessarily, but when when it strikes me. Um, I don't know. I saw frustration, and I can understand that they were getting their brains beat in. It was just one of those. I don't know. It was just it. They were exposed again, again. The wide receiver, the lack of wide receiver depth or talent, is glaring every single game over the last couple of years. It's just been no separation whatsoever. Kate McNamara's numbers are Spencer Petrus like for crying out loud. And I'm not saying it's on Kate McNamara. Maybe we were too tough on Spencer Petrus. Maybe. A couple of calls in here. Let's get Brian first and then we'll get to Jeff. Brian, welcome. What's on your mind, Brian? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, glom on to what Trent was saying. 
Brian Ferris may may be a qualified coach, but it not it's not as an offensive coordinator. Well, I don't understand how someone who played center and was a was a good center was a good offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. How how does that make him qualified to be an offensive coordinator and a quarterback? Yeah, the quarterback coach too. I mean, what has he done? Fine, all right, he's Brian, an offensive Brian, lineman. Brian, thanks. Go ahead. You bet. Uh, that's all I got to say. Thank you, Brian. He, Appreciate he, he it. might be a good line coach, mm-hmm. but he's not a quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. He's not an OC. Mm-hmm. And. Look, offensive coordinators can come from everywhere. You don't have to be a quarterback to be an right. offensive coordinator. Right. We've seen that. We've seen defensive guys that have turned into be good offensive coordinators. Mike McDaniel was a ball boy and hung 70 <laughs> he, on the Broncos right. yesterday. And that guy is a wizard. Right. He knows what he's doing. But Brian, show, Brian Ferentz has shown nothing that leads you to believe that he knows how to set up an offense. Mm-hmm. There is there's science behind it. There's analytics behind it. There's understanding. There's concepts that he has never shown an ability to do. And nobody gets this kind of on-the-job training and get to do it year after year after year. You, you don't have to be a quarterback to do it. But to be a quarterback coach, you have to have some kind of background, don't you? I mean, when you're nearly 40 years old you and your first time now, oh, you're also going to coach the quarterbacks. Oh, okay. Well, I've never done that before, but sure, I'll give it a try. This isn't a co. Right. This isn't a Warburg. Yeah. This isn't Buda This is in the Big Ten. This is in the Big Ten. Yeah. Oh, go figure that one out, too. <laughs> now, you haven't shown an ability to do it, but mm-hmm. go do that. Mm-hmm. It's unthinkable, yet here we are. Yeah. Uh, that that Iowa pork thing we talked about is pretty good. Is it? So they've got the um, four players facing away from the camera. Number five, Purchase. Number 82, Moore. Number 48, Hammond. Number 50, Bacon. Purchase, Moore, Hammond, Bacon. Um, pretty good. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully that, 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 that helps the cause. Uh, let's get Jeff in here. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you? Doing well. Uh, first, I just want to, you know, give. I always say the shout out. It was a game they needed. It was a nice get right game. But I'm not ready to, you know. Again, we talked last week. Again, it was a get right game. Now they have Oklahoma. Let's see if they really make a step forward. It's kind of the same with Iowa. And I'll make it short with the Iowa thing. They lost a tough game, but they got a get right game against Michigan State at home at night. They're going to come back, and, and we'll talk next Monday when they win by, I don't know, 14, 17 points, and people are going to be really excited. It's just a get-right game. And here's a, here's a little stat for you. Through four games last year, Petrus had over 500 yards in passing. Through this point this year, McMurray has 400 yards in passing. Kind of like what you said, Ken. Uh, a little bit telling. I'm not comparing the two quarterbacks. I'm just giving you a stat. Let's talk about the Colorado-Oregon game. And I don't care who was playing with Colorado. They had it coming. Mm-hmm. And I loved what that Oregon coach said pregame or at halftime. We're not looking for clicks. Yeah, it was we're looking for wins. Yeah, it was we're, not playing, we're not playing at Hollywood. We're playing on the grass. And they went out there, and it's kind of been a talking point, and I don't understand the reason why. I think both of you will get this. I, th- I hope the callers get this. Oregon wasn't running up the score. They, had a, they, had a, they went for a fake punt in the second quarter, Okay, number one. Number two, they had multiple fourth and ones, fourth and twos, and they got it. And if you don't think Dion would do that, if you don't think Dion won't do that next season when he says, "You better get me now," because well, he's right, he's we're right, keeping receipts. Yeah, you, you best believe. Again, let's not forget he played at Florida State with with Bobby Bowden. Don't don't get it twisted that these coaches won't do the same thing. I I don't know. These, but the good news is for 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 Lanning is, is Dion won't see him again. Dion's coming that, to the Big Twelve. True, that, and that's true, but another thing with Laning is Oregon's been the face of this of, of the conference or one of the faces for the last decade plus. So I understand coaches thinking, what about us? 
Like Oregon was mm-hmm. Oregon won ten games last season. Oregon's a top ten team at home, and they're getting no press. It's Deion, and I understand Dion's the story, but you know what? Things are coming. He and was the story. Got, There's a new story in sports. We saw it at Arrowhead. We saw it at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh yes, every single freaking. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry, Ken. I, I thought the story was uh, your Broncos. Let's ride. Have a good day. <laughs> See you, Jeff. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, uh, appreciate the call. We uh, had a caller that wondered this with the nepotism. Yep. Has there anything that we've seen in sports? And there's examples. And Steve Alford bringing his dad along to be an assistant. Mm-hmm. The only one that I can think of that makes sense, and he brought up Bowden. When he had his sons on the staff, though, they moved on. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I'd have to go back. I don't think Tommy was ever like an offensive coordinator for him or anything like that. I don't remember offhand. But it's the Bill Snyder situation. Right, when, right, exactly. Yes. When he wanted yes. Sean to be elevated yes. to be the head coach. And, right, it didn't end well. But the adults in the mm-hmm. room stood up and yep. said, no. Finally. You are not yep. a king. You do yep. not get to do whatever you want. There are things in place. And what did they do? Mm-hmm. They went and hired a great coach in Chris Kleiman. Mm-hmm. And it's ended with a Big 12 championship. Yep. And it's ended with a program that's in really good shape. Kirk's not getting that. No. You would hope not. But he's got almost eight years now. Does he Does he have nine? Yeah, why not? I don't know. They go nine and three. They win an Outback Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, South Carolina. They're the playing Outback on Bowl. New Year's Day. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And Another New back. Year's Bowl. Run it back. Yeah. And they'll get blown out. And they'll lose 27-6 they'll to be Wisconsin. They'll be... Seven and five next year in the in the new Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Run it back as long as he wants, and Brian's not going to get to the twenty five. So points per so game. what happens when 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 he doesn't and he won't? Right. So what is Beth Getz going to do? Nothing. But will she be? His contract is terminated, and Kirk will give him another contract. Is it up to Kirk or is it? Yes. But he doesn't work. He doesn't answer to Kirk. Kinda supposedly. Of course he does. No, well, I know he does. Right. They'll put it in the same way. But nothing will change. The only thing that would change, and I don't see Hawkeye fans cutting off their nose to spite their face because you only get seven Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's, what's, it's what elevates the sport beyond belief in my mind. And it's the camaraderie. It's the tailgating. It's, it's, you know, it's our alma mater. Um, and, and you won't do that. You won't stay away because you don't like the offensive coordinator. There's still going to be 70,000 There will in the be. And I don't blame him, Trent. I can't blame him. It's because it's special. It is. It's that fall routine. Yes. And you're walk, watching the black and green. Uh huh. You're out there watching your team. With your friends and yes. with people that you've grown up with and tailgated with for years. And now your kids are old enough to participate and they're getting their own buddies. It's something that it's Americana with it a capital A, and why I love it. I'm right um, there with you. Anyways, we'll get to we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll get more on Iowa State. Alec Bussey's going to join us. He writes and covers the team for CycloneAlert.com. He'll join us. We'll have a couple of minutes, hopefully, to do some NFL before we get to the top of the hour. But if not, we certainly will spend significant time tomorrow. On it. It's Miller and Condon underway on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station 106.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Six point. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back to Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, we're here until 1 o'clock, hour number two. Bama, Trent, and I will go around college football from a national perspective. And then uh, Scott Dockerman uh, on, from The Athletic on Iowa and Penn State and looking ahead to Michigan State. Right now, Alec Bussey covers Iowa State for CycloneAlert.com, part of the 24-7 network. Alec, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you today? Good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, happy I don't have to talk about an offense that only got four first downs. Yeah, <laughs> don't blame you. Um, yeah, that was, that was brutal. This one, on the other hand, uh, Iowa State moved the football, did throw through the air. Trent and I started the show on them. One guy we never mentioned and probably should have, absolutely should have, was Daniel Jackson. Yes. And his career day, Alec. Uh, I know that you're relatively new to the beat, but hadn't seen this out of him. Uh, did you guys have an opportunity to catch up with Jackson after the game, or did uh, Campbell bring him up uh, in the postseason presser? What was behind his emergence yeah so he was available to us after the game i didn't get a chance to talk to him one of our other staffers did get a chance to talk to him um and i guess he's got a really interesting story he had um, a pretty serious accident i guess back when he was in high school and coach campbell talked a lot about um how much it means to him to see daniel jackson having the success because of some of the things that he's gone through in the past that put him um in a really tough personal situation and I think he's really been impressive in the last two weeks. If you look back to the way he played um, back against Ohio, he was pretty impressive against mm-hmm. them as well. And then I think he really broke out on Saturday against Oklahoma State with, um, what is it, I mean, five or six catches, close to 90, 100 yards. Um, and then he has the two touchdowns. So he's been really good. And I thought that that first touchdown pass that he caught, the 29-yarder in the first half, was a pretty big play. And um, pretty much a microcosm, I guess, of the way the Iowa State offense moved in the first half. There was a lot of big plays there. We know that they're still going to try to run the football. It's not going to be chucking around 70 times a game, but definitely an evolution out of this offense. Do you anticipate this is going to be the scheme, this is going to be the game plan going forward? Try to run it from time to time, but we know most effectively, pretty much every single time, how we're probably going to have to move the football is by throwing it around. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to observe that. Um, obviously, if you watch that game against Oklahoma State, and I think you can go even back a little bit further to Ohio and Iowa, a lot of those opponents were putting eight, nine, sometimes ten guys in the box, mm-hmm. basically telling Iowa State, beat us with your quarterback and beat us with your passing game because we don't really think you can. And Oklahoma State followed a similar strategy, and Iowa State was able to make them pay for it with Rocco Beck having the best game of his career. 
So I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of scheme Oklahoma does this weekend down in Norman. Obviously, we know Brett Venables has a long stretch of coaching really good defenses mm-hmm. from his time at Clemson and then his first stint at Oklahoma when he was the defensive coordinator. But last year's defense wasn't very good at Oklahoma, as we all know. It was the worst in the Big 12. This year, though, it looks like it's a totally different group. It's at the top of the Big 12 in a lot of statistical categories, but they haven't really played a ton of great people yet. Um, Arkansas State, Tulsa, Cincinnati, I think, is lacking offensively. And then they also um, played an SMU team, who I think is probably one of the favorites in the American Conference. But obviously, those aren't, those aren't elite offensive opponents. So I think it'll be interesting to see where Oklahoma's defense kind of goes from here on out, and if Iowa State's able to put some pressure on them through the air because Rocco Beck looks like he might be legit at quarterback, yep, yep. and that's something that has got to ignite a lot of faith into Iowa State fans at quarterback. Yeah, no doubt about it, Alec. I, I, I watched uh, the Oklahoma-Cincinnati game a lot. They said during the broadcast that it's their impression that Venables is a whole lot more involved uh, in calling defense. So so we'll see. But I don't uh, don't dispute your point about the competition that they've played one bit. What do we think we know about Cartavius Norton? It seemed like at the time that, boy, this is really bad. Uh, now, after the game, Campbell kind of downplayed it. Not the first time he's downplayed an injury. Um, what do you expect as far as Cartavius Norton and the the amount of time he'll miss, or, or, or will he be able to answer the bell this week? What's kind of being talked about? Yeah, Campbell said it was a stinger, um, and sometimes, you know, those can last 24 hours. Sometimes it feels like they can last a couple weeks. So we'll kind of see where he goes. It looks like it was in his shoulder with the way he was kind of running For off sure. the field, I guess yep. I should say, walking off the field. His right arm was kind of dangling a little bit weird. Maybe it was a little bit more than that. We don't really know. I'll take Campbell out of his word right now and, and believe that it was a stinger until proven otherwise. I think there's a chance that he plays on Saturday against Oklahoma. But if he's not able to go, I do think that there's some reason to believe that Iowa State's rushing offense might be all right. Eli Sanders had a good game. Um, Carson Hansen got a few more carries than he has in the past. Probably need to try and get Abu Sama going a little bit more. He struggled in the last two games, but I think Eli Sanders gave you a lot of reason to believe in his abilities. And, you know, he runs hard. He runs right up the tackles. He puts his head down and goes. He's shown some good bursts. Um, he was pretty good in the fourth quarter and at the end of the third quarter in that game on Saturday. Were some cracks defensively, though, and something that we're just yeah, not used to right. with the John Haycock defense is some of those blown plays, bad angles. It was, there were some questionable plays out there defensively. Do you just chalk it up to a one-off game, or did you see some concerns out there defensively? No, I think it's a big play that the defense has given up in their two games against Power 5 opponents have kind of raised my eyebrows. If you remember back to the Seahawks game, Iowa had two big plays in the first half. They had a run for Keegan Johnson, or Caleb Johnson, sorry, and then they had a big pass play to Luke Lachey who's now out for the season. And both of those have scoring opportunities for Iowa. One went for a touchdown later on the drive, and one went for a field goal. Same kind of thing against Oklahoma State, where they have a 60-yard touchdown passed on the sideline, and then they have, I think, a 70 or 71-yard run, and then it turns into a 12-yard run for Alan Bowman on the next play. Those are concerning because Mm -hmm. big plays, I think, are the best way to beat this Iowa State defense. I think it's hard to beat them with long, sustained drives, guys. And I think we've kind of seen that. And like, again, like I don't think Iowa State's played any great explosive offenses at this point either um, to kind of stick with the same theme with Oklahoma. But at the same time, limiting those explosive plays against Oklahoma is going to be super important. They have an explosive offense. Dylan Gabriel seems to be able to throw the ball all over the field. Even last week, you know, against Cincinnati, I don't think he played his best, but he still threw for over 300 yards. 
So it, it's going to be a challenge, and they're going to need to really lock in and focus on the discipline of not allowing those explosive plays against an OU offense that seems to have a few of them every game. Uh, did it seem to you like uh, that Oklahoma State was willingly um, going after TJ Tampa more than some of the three uh, previous opponents had? He kind of was you know, left alone for the most part, but seemingly they were willing, at least late in the football game, and maybe it's because they you know, had to try and catch up, um, that they were going after Tampa a little bit. Now they're exposed. They got an interception in that. Uh, but I, I was kind of struck that, they're, uh, that they decided to, uh, to pick on Tampa. Yeah, I would need to go back and watch the film a little bit more on that. Like you said, I mean, if they felt like they could go after him a little bit more, they certainly paid for it late because he essentially sealed the game for Iowa State with that interception. Like, he's been really impressive to me this season. I think that he was really good over at Ohio in that loss to the Bobcats. Um, but he was pretty good against Iowa, I thought, as well. And I know there's been NFL scouts at every single home game to mm-hmm. see him. I know the Bears have been in, in town a couple times, and as a resident Bear fan, um, we have a lot of problems, and we need to draft a lot of good players, Oof. apparently. Um, so I, I, I do think that T.J. Tampa's played well. And listen, if you want to go attack T.J. Tampa in the Iowa State secondary, I think that John Haycock and Matt Campbell would be like, all right, please do. Yeah. Um, at the same time, though, like, there's a lot of other guys in the secondary who I think have played well. You look at Bill Freiler. Um, Jeremiah Cooper has had a good mm-hmm. start to the season as well. Like Verdon, he was out with a little bit of a of an injury on Saturday, but we know his potential. We know he's a good player. And I think Miles Purchase has played well on the opposite yep. side of Tampa as well this season. There's not really a, a great soft spot in the secondary for Iowa State's defense. So kind of got to pick a poison where you want to go. Yeah, Deshaun James had, be, I thought, a good game as well. Sorry, Trent. A lot of those young guys definitely yep. stepping forward. Well, it gets much more difficult coming up this week. This will be by far the best team that they have faced all season long. And it's a road trip on top of it down to Oklahoma to take on the Sooners. Ken and I were talking a little bit about Oklahoma earlier. It's just so hard to get a read on this team and, and kind of where they are because of the schedule that they have played. I know you get a chance to talk to a lot of the guys tomorrow and, and get a better feel. But as we uh, get ready for another game week here, your initial thoughts on the Sooners. Yeah. I think they're good, actually. Um, and last year, I was not very high on them at all. I think I was ranking them in the bottom, like, three, four teams of the Big 12 at different points. And I just didn't think they were very well coached last season, which engraced a major red flag to the future. Mm-hmm. But their offense has been really good. Dylan Gabriel has thrown for already 1,200-something yards. They've ran the ball pretty well. Um, you know, they don't have some of the names that I think people really knew about when Lincoln Riley was there. Um, at receivers, so you're going to have to learn some new names if you're looking at this Oklahoma offense, but their defenses play a lot better. Key Lawrence has a couple of interceptions for them. Um, Danny Stutzman's a linebacker who returns. He's played well for them this season as well, but again, I just want to see them play more consistent, high-level opponents. Like I put no stock into their game against Arkansas State or Tulsa. I just don't. Um, I, I do give them some credit for beating SMU. I do give them some credit for beating Cincinnati, but I don't really think Cincinnati's that good. I mean, they lost to this Miami of Ohio, and their marquee win is over Pitt, and that's Pitt's bad. So I don't know how great I think Oklahoma is. I think that they're a top 25 team. I think they have the potential to be a top 10 team if things continue to trend well for them. I would just like to see them sustain this kind of play against more high-level opponents before I buy all the way in. Good stuff. Alec, what do you got coming up this uh, this week at CycloneAlert.com? What do you want to share with the uh, with the audience? 
Yeah, we'll have a ton of good recruiting coverage um, coming up. I would say put out a few good offers on Saturday to football prospects in the 2025 class. Phoenix Gill was on campus for an unofficial visit on the basketball side, so we're going to try and connect with Phoenix and his family and get a story up on that. Um, then we'll also have a lot of good coverage coming up as we preview the game down in Norman this weekend for what should be a pretty exciting contest between our good defense and what we think Iowa State is, um, essentially a resurgent offense and pretty much the exact opposite on Oklahoma, resurgent defense and what we think is a pretty good offense. So it'll be fun, and make sure to stay tuned over at CycloneAlert.com so you guys can uh, follow everything going on with Iowa State. Good stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Alec. Have a good week. Yep, guys. Have a good one. Yep, you do the same. Alec Bussey covers Iowa State. Cyclone Alert 247sports.com. All right, take our time out. Come back, uh, do a little NFL chat uh, as we take you up until one. Can we not talk about our teams? You know, our teams play this week, right? Oh, good God. Trent, how does this. A team that got beat by 50. Yes. Is a road favorite this weekend. By? Two, two and a half. Seems like too many for the Bears. But how can Denver be favored after just getting beat by 50? Because their ineptitude is still nothing compared to the Bears' ineptitude. I, I, I mean, both of them. It's awful. Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. From the Urology Center of Iowa. For the Urology Center of Iowa, audio cut of the day. Love on third down to the end zone. What a catch. Touchdown. Love to Dobbs! Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Great play, great catch, important mm-hmm. catch, awful call. Awful call. I had no idea who got the ball. Yes, that um, was... He was screened out of there i you guess see the number and, yeah yeah i didn't see that um that was that was channel 17 was it not i think that was the televised game uh packers with a big 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 comeback in that football game regional teams from over the weekend vikings i mean the kids got to make that play right yeah what is cousin doing holding his hands over his ears trying to get the play call he couldn't hear just running right let's go clock the damn ball do that throw a fade to the end zone just do something Right, but it's just what are they possibly doing? And we had our first major issue at the Condon household with that game. Oh, was it not locally? Nope. Did not invest in red in Directv. You well, didn't. Nope. We just went with Red Zone. Yeah, got that. And Tara was not pleased. She was not happy with Scott Hansen. They cut away. What the hell is going on? What so, channel is this on? I said it's only on UTV. We can't get it on Directv anymore. She goes. All right. I think maybe I can talk the wife into uh We'll see if we can get a pro Trent, rate. Trent, you right write now. it off. You know that. Oh, absolutely. That. Well, we got a lot of write-offs. Yes, indeed. Uh, but, yeah, that that was bad. Vikings uh, oh. let another one slip away. They're now 0-3, and, and it seems like uh, Kirk Cousins is going to have a decision to make when they ask him if he'd waive his no-trade clause in, uh, contract uh, and uh, play somewhere else. I, I don't know, but I think it's coming. Um, Chiefs are back? Yeah. I hate to say it. <laughs> You're not pleased by it. No, I mean, this Mahomes is just, I mean, he's such something, right? And you go back to that Detroit game with no Kelsey. What mm-hmm. a difference maker he it, was. It was unbelievable. And the Taylor... and the defense, too. Oh, okay. I was going to go Taylor Swift. But, yeah, no, the but defense... I'd rather go Taylor Swift and talk about the Chiefs. That, that Taylor Swift, it's, it's incredible. I do wonder this, though. 
you look back at her history. Yeah. Guys, after they break up with her, or she breaks up with them, mm-hmm. it doesn't go very well. Nope. I would like to know, a truthful Chiefs fan, taking the goofiness out, because it's kind of goofy, but... They're having fun with it now. They're having fun with it now, but come November and this thing falls apart. Mm-hmm. And you know the song's coming. Mm-hmm. And she's got a big, I think it's a concert tour that they're putting out in movie theaters. I think that's what's coming well, up I here. Thought it, I thought it was the same tour. They just filmed it over the summer. And, and it's going to be in theaters. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what it is. And that'll be coming out. Yeah. And maybe something new will come with it. A new song will come out. Is that something you're... Not joking. Is that something you want as a Chiefs fan? I don't know. I know having fun with it, but it hasn't gone well. No, but he almost had to. I mean, after he went as far as, I, you know what? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I don't know enough about bracelets. And, uh-huh. um, but the team itself is just. They're great. Sadly, you're right. They're great. Sad, they are really, really good. Cowboys, what do we make of that? <sighs> There's two directions you can go, right? And it's either. It's the Just Cowboys. draw a line it's through the, it. It's a long season. I'm kind of the Dobbs was incredible. It was pretty good. He was really yeah, good. Pretty good. That guy can he played at least in that. Uh-huh. But coming off the Diggs injury, you could understand. Yeah. You lose a lockdown guy. Mm-hmm. It changes the complexion of what you're doing defensively. You walk in there, it's the standard look ahead game, right? Looking past an opponent. You can't do that in the NFL. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of excuses that are real excuses, not just excuses for excuse sake. There are real excuses for this game that I'm willing because I still love the talent of that team. I do too. I got to give the Cardinals some credit though because this was the team that everybody just assumed, right, was going to do all they could to go 0 17 or 1 mm-hmm. 16. Um, best team in the AFC is the Dolphins over the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. If they played this Sunday, neutral site, let's see, would be in the middle. They played in. Nashville. Okay, wherever, right. Who'd you take? You'd have to... T- I would... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet... I'm probably the Chiefs. Coming off a 70-point per- point performance, it's almost... I kind of would like and to And they feed. did so without Jalen Waddle, too. Right. It, amazing. It is. And I was watching a, a tape breakdown last night of what they were doing, and it's just... There's so many simple plays, but what the Dolphins are doing with all the eye candy, mm-hmm. what does it remind you of? That offense is unbelievable. It's the eye candy that we saw, what Kansas City do for a long time, mm-hmm. when they had the speed of Tyreek Hill. Yep. Now, obviously, Miami has that uh-huh. speed, and you use that speed to your advantage, and that's what you have. They can run the football. They can throw the football. Two is incre- I mean, two was 16-17 at one point in that game. Speaking of that, did you see his numbers three weeks in last year versus three weeks no. in this year? It's one of the most um, unthinkable numbers. Well, so, they scored 130 points. They, they did. <laughs> so far. So here it is. Last season, Tua, 3-0 record, same as this year. Yeah. 72 of 101, eight touchdowns, two picks. This year, 72 of 101, eight touchdowns, two picks. That's wild. You can't do no, that. No, that's wild. Are you sure that's right? I <laughs> It, it, well, our, our buddy uh, Frank Schwab retweeted it, so I'm going to believe Frank. Uh, best but, team in the NFC is? Uh, best They team. played Thursday night. Oh, yeah, the 40 Don't you think? Yeah. yeah. At this point? With what the Cowboys Still got to see more from Brock Purdy because we're... <laughs> good God. Every single week. Week after week after week. He's 14 and we're still not sure. Not positive um, how good this Purdy kid is. Second best team is? Cowboys, Eagles? I'm not Eagles, re- Cowboys? I got to see the Eagles tonight. 
I am really both these games. I am super interested. Anything on Burroughs availability tonight, or is it truly game time decision? That'll be probably a more mid afternoon kind of thing. I anticipate that we'll get the official word one way or the other. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Yep, Bears Broncos Soldier Field. You want to go? No. No. Any chance the Bears can win? Yeah. Good. This could, could be a tiebreaker situation. It's mock draft season, Trent. Well, we also got Carolina's pick. I know you do. That's nice. Yeah. Carolina will go with, um, oh, the Red Rifle tonight. Dalton Ooh. starting. Hour two, Bama, Trent, and I go around college football. We come back 106.3.